to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. This program is a showcase of middle grade, young adult, and new adult fiction. Your host is Mary Nickham, the founder of Saguaro Books, LLC. Saguaro Books is a unique publisher, and this program will show you why as we bring you the authors and the books of new authors and more. Now, here's Mary Nickham. And welcome to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. To begin our show, I brought John Nickham, one of my two principles, jokingly called the Triumvirate, where's all are really only th- all three of us, who make up the governing board of the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. I will begin to introduce you to Saguaro Books. Saguaro Books is a publishing company specializing in middle grade and young adult fiction by first-time authors. And the first-time authors part is the really important part. Why first-time authors? If it's a, it's a different, if it's difficult for emerging authors to get attention of agents and publishers. Most of the time, agents and publishers only want to see what authors have already published. They want to see what your, your uh, portfolio looks like. An author needs a portfolio of accomplishments to convince these agent publishers that they are worth the time to spend refining the manuscript. And there is a lot of refining to do, usually, even anybody's manuscript. And so they have to invest a lot of time and money to pay editors to get these uh, manuscripts refined for publication. Agents and publishers are always looking for the next bestseller. So they don't want to, they want people they can bet on, and they've got a proven track record. So that means first time authors almost never have a, a track record unless you're a celebrity or something like that, and your name is already out there. We do not work with agents. Material submitted by agents is automatically rejected. We want to deal with one-on-one with authors. I have had agents uh, require some kind of of, uh, communication with me. I will not require, I will not return any information from uh, to agents. We provide helpful equipment sheets to assist the author in preparing submissions including the first three chapters of a, full, and of a full manuscript and the final manuscript. These are levels along the editorial pathway. So when you, first of all, you query, which means you write a letter to us, you uh, tell us what you want to do, how you want to do it, what exactly is the, is the direction your, your novel is going to go. And then we if we uh, say, okay, that seems to fit with what we're doing, then we go ahead and say, well, uh, send us three chapters, the first three chapters. And why the first three chapters? Because we want to uh, get a feel for your writing style, uh, how you develop, and, and where your, uh, your direction is going. So we, uh, we want to see those first three chapters. If we like those first three chapters and it looks like it shows promise, then we'll go ahead and, and go on from there and ask for a full manuscript. Now this all takes time, of course. The uh, first uh, in, investigation of the query itself uh, can take two to three weeks because I have readers that we send these requests to and they let us know whether they think we're uh, ready to and, and should invest the time. And so then we, we write back to the author and say, yes, we are interested in your work. Please send us three chapters. Then when they send the three chapters, then you go back. Uh, we have to have editors look at them and see what they feel is, is good to develop and uh, is it worth really putting the effort into this book. And so we write back to the author again with the first three chapters edited and say, 
you know, this is what we require. It looks like you're heading in the right direction, but, and then there's a lot of, uh, many, usually corrections and suggestions, and we go from there. And now the question is, why don't we work with agents? First of all, because they're difficult for first-time authors to find. So if you require an agent, then you've already eliminated, uh, you know, at least 50% of the emerging authors because they just don't have a way of finding an, uh, an interesting, interesting a, um, an agent in their work. And so the, uh, if he puts, uh, if you put the authors into the agent bundle, then you're looking at, at uh, a whole different uh, kind of publication. It would be less work for us, of course, if we did work with agents because the agents have already worked with the author to refine the work in preparation for submission to the publisher. So the author works with an agent and they have their own editorial staff, which means their manuscripts go through a tremendous amount of editing and changing before it even gets ready to submit. And if you want to, to do that, or you can also do the, uh, authors can also do that with editors, local editors that they know, and oftentimes that costs money. But whether these editors that you choose from home are going to be as up on how to get a, a manuscript ready for publication for any given publisher is really questionable. So we're not looking for an easy way out of the editorial work. I have <laughs> editors that are volunteers for the most part. Uh, we're going to hopefully get ready to pay them soon, but they do an excellent job. They're de dedicated and they, they want to help. And I think the biggest thing with our process of editorial is not just to whip the manuscript into shape, but to help the author find out what, what should he be doing? What should they be doing to, uh, to write in the future? And so they're learning more about writing along with getting their book ready for publication. And we employ four to six freelance editors and three to four readers. Now the readers make the initial recommendation, as I explained before, on a pass, no pass, as to whether or not Saguaro Books should continue consideration of the manuscript at all. So that's the first step, that's the first screen. Does uh, this manuscript rise to the top or does it sink like a rock? And uh, if, it, uh, if it comes up and it's got a pass, then we go on to the next. Readers are not aware that these are first-time authors, are aware that these are first-time authors and include suggestions for improvement or reasons why they are not interested. So you don't, the author doesn't just get a yes or no. The author gets a a detailed explanation of what is wrong and why didn't we find this book of interest or find it marketable. I mean, is it, do we find out that these books are uh, available to children? Will these kids enjoy this topic or do you think that it's something that the kids aren't interested in? And so this is, this is a real delicate situation. We make every effort to encourage authors, even ones we reject. These reject those rejected and advise, are advised to see what needs to be done to make a draft uh, submission ready to submit to another publisher. We don't take them back again. <laughs> Most common reasons for rejection are premature submission. That is the, definitely the most common. The manuscript has not uh, come up for uh, anybody who really has looked at it too much. And the author is so excited about getting it published that they want to just shoot it out to the publisher without 
putting in the uh, amount of time that really is required. And it was the story was submitted before it, the idea was well thought through or developed. Most common recommendations to the author for this is join a local or online critique group. And we will have a, an upcoming show in a couple weeks that is going to be dedicated to critique groups. And so that will uh, answer some questions, I believe. Another reason for rejection is poor writing, many grammatical errors, and poor sentence structure. Most common recommendations to the author, join a local or online critique group. And this is where the critique groups really do shine because they catch these sentences that are not developed well and that words and grammatical errors are, are rampant. Uh, inappropriate choice of subject is another one. Topics for the, or the approach to the topic is either too adult or appropriate for a younger audience. So we do strictly middle grade and young adult. That's ages, about ages 10 through uh, 18. So that group is what we concentrate on. And so if you come along with something that's uh, picture book or chapter book, we will probably reject it offhand right away and say, I'm sorry, we don't publish for picture book and young adult, uh, picture book and, uh, and, and chapter book. But, and also we might get some, uh, a more adult or ordered things, but these we have in, just instituted a, um, new adult section. And so that runs from 18 to 25. So we get kind of into the adult section there. And so if your book happened to fit a little better in that direction, we might consider it and tell you that we have this new section for uh, a, an up, a larger, older audience. And so that might be accommodated, but that again would depend on the topic. And that was be, uh, why is the most common suggestion to join a critique group? Because we feel that critique groups help uh, just immeasurably for people, for young, for beginning authors especially, but for anybody who has, has not gotten the, uh, the, the, into the, the publishing scene, uh, you need to know what each publisher requires. The thing is, too, that uh, critique groups can help with what individual publishers require. If you, uh, they will recommend, if you have a book that's ready to go and they've kind of blessed it, then uh, off you go and it will be, um, uh, time to to find a publisher. Well, if you if you need to publish a book, and you need to find a publisher, then the critique group will uh, will tell you that yes, I think and and we've had uh, other people who have submitted to X publisher, and uh, and they might recommend that, and then they would help you get that into the position because you need to to approach a um, publisher for the um, uh, for the recommendations that they need to have they need to have certain conventions which are whether they use a particular form of uh, uh, writing if they need to have you use um, uh, uh, fonts, okay, and um, and those kinds of things, and they will let you know what has to be accomplished for the publisher. So let's uh, get. I will go on from here to the next publisher. Uh, 
publish part of the publishing team. And uh, in uh, when we come back, I want to have John Nickham to uh, speak with us on what his perspective is for Saguaro Books and why he's joined us and on the board. I have two other board members, but uh, we have John coming up next, and he will be the one that will uh, that tell tell us a little more about why he joined the board and what he can do for the Saguaro Books. And he is, uh, yes, he's my husband. He has been a writer for most of his career as a research biologist. John has written grant and contract proposals, professional journal articles, and chapters of books. Saguaro Books is benefiting from his guidance on many aspects of the company. And John will join us immediately after the upcoming break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Saguaro Books LLC is a publisher unlike most publishers that you've known. What's unique about us is that we don't work with agents. We work directly with the authors. We're a fiction-only publisher that specializes in first-time authors, middle-grade and young adult fiction, and we have a new section for new adult fiction. Find us on the web at saguarobooks.com. All of our books are also available on major ebook sites and a variety of formats. Find something new to put on your reading list today. Visit saguarobooks.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. To speak with Mary Nickham or her guest, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you may send an email to mjnickham at saguarobooks.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, this is John Nickham, and Mary has introduced me briefly. Uh, before I will kind of take a casual approach on some of these things and uh, try to see where I fit in. For background, though, let's go back and mention the fact that Mary and I were something of a professional midlife merger. We came from uh, different backgrounds. She with an English major and then a master's degree in library and experience as an editor and as a subject matter librarian. And uh, she was kind of on the cutting edge of, uh, of uh, the use of computers in information searches. And, and this was before uh, Googling or Yahooing became a uh, thing. So, and I was searching, searching for information and helping there. And uh, the connection became uh, quickly from professional to personal. And uh, we've been uh, a team now for almost 35 years. And uh, it's uh, so it really was not surprising to me when uh, <clears throat> Mary said uh, 
she was interested in a uh, developing a publishing company because she already had this editorial background and was serving as an editor for a major international uh, publication in the sciences area. And <clears throat> so, and I knew that also that she had had a, we call it a thing, for saguaros ever since she's about 10 years old. She <laughs> wanted to live in Arizona where those saguaros were present. So a book a publishing company called Saguaro seemed to be a logical extension of all of that. <clears throat> From my background, though I was vertebrate zoologist specializing in fish and, uh, and all of the writing that goes with that is a different kind of writing. So how does it how did I get into this thing, and where does it fit with uh, with uh, Saguaro and, and and all of them? So I'll just kind of ramble along back through that. Uh, I was born and reared on a relatively small farm up in southern Minnesota that uh, had uh, quite a bit of wildlife with it, and uh, and it. But it was uh, my parents had lost everything in the Great Depression. So the last thing in the world she needed, they needed was another child. And uh, so the f future looked kind of grim for me uh, that I would, yes, I did well in school and, and all, but there was a very tight ceiling on that. But opportunities came in an unlikely uh, way because uh, the, the Soviet Union set up, Sawara, set up uh, Sputnik and all of a sudden there was money available from the federal government to send uh, uh, potential scientists and teachers and what back to, at, to, uh, to school. At the time I was teaching high school and uh, teaching high school, and of course, it gives some experience with the audience that Saguaro Books is trying to reach. But uh, that was a long time back. And, and uh, I learned that I was really kind of it, more interested in the subject matter. So... I took advantage of this opportunity to be what I thought I could be. And I look at what Saguaro Books is trying to do with first-time authors, and I, it resonates with me. I can say this is an opportunity for these people that want to be a writer to get a chance because the big publishers, they're looking for celebrities. They're not looking for uh, some first-time author uh, located in the hills of uh, eastern Kentucky or uh, Bayou of Louisiana or wherever. It, uh, they, they want instant feedback, instant profit and, and all. So Saguaro Books has a role to play in this. When Mary identified that as a possibility for me, it really, it really uh, connected with me. And uh, so the... Uh, my experiences in writing, of course, were a, a different kind of thing in, rather than fiction, writing for grants, writing for uh, chapters for, uh, for scientific books, writing for uh, published research is a very different thing. But there is an aspect of things that overlaps. That was working with graduate students because... You're kind of the editor and publisher for their thesis or dissertation, as the case may be. And so working with authors trying to get their first scientific publication together has some similarities to these first-time authors with producing fiction. It has to... Uh, it, it wouldn't occur to most people, but in a scientific publication, it's to try to be important uh, to recognize that grabbing the reader in the first paragraph or two paragraphs, first page at the most, is very important. So that kind of experience helps. And the uh, although graduate students are very, very bright people, most of these first-time authors that really want to produce good fiction are bright people also. So working with bright people, not destroying their confidence, but offering help to them is uh, very important. In Mary's experience, prior experience as an editor and as a librarian, <laughs> as a librarian, she was uh, in the university world, had to, oper had to uh, function as the 
at the information desk. Uh, I know it's a regular term. So dumb questions are something she's really uh, very familiar with. And uh, early on in our merger, we came to a, an agreement that <clears throat> if it was science, and not, not, not talking fiction, but if we were talking science, that I would kind of have the last word on content she would have the last word on how it ought to be presented and how the sentences should be structured and, and all. So it, it worked very well there. And uh, <clears throat> so the, uh, as I look ahead on the, uh, I can see that on some, some manuscripts more than others, I can contribute as a, uh, as a uh, reviewer, as a one to advise and uh, Sometimes it's uh, 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 after a particularly harrowing day with some uh, uh, belligerent author who thinks they've just written the uh, a Nobel Prize winner for uh, for literature that uh, you can just say you know maybe we ought to go out for dinner tonight it uh, it helps in uh, keeping Savaro books on a uh, on, on track and uh, and also. Uh, I have a number of uh, roles that I can play there, but the, uh, my vision as I look ahead is uh, one in which I uh, look to Saguaro books as providing opportunity. Providing opportunity is extremely important to me. When, uh, uh, when you grow up uh, on, a, uh, on a farm where the most you can look for is... Uh, is maybe to be a, a accepted teacher at the uh, secondary level. Uh, that's that's perfectly respectable, but uh, you know, looking for the you know reaching for the stars was not p really possible when you uh, when you've grown up in that environment. Uh, now, getting your book published by Saguaro Books is not going to take you to the stars unless unless you can be picked up. Uh, surprisingly, some uh, books not published by, uh, by the big publishers does make the subject matter for a video streaming or for a movie, whatever. We've, uh, as Mary mentioned, our other uh, main board member, uh, Eric, uh, that will be with us on a future show. Uh, is the, the link into that world. But <clears throat> above all, for me, the idea of providing opportunity to bright people, talented people, who would not otherwise have that opportunity is extremely important. So that when that manuscript comes in, even if it needs a lot of work, but the idea is good, then uh, we work together and uh, I can put in my little two bits worth uh, to uh, help uh, get that manuscript into, uh, into order. The, uh, uh, beyond that, uh, I think that uh, that's kind of my primary role and experiences. And, and uh, I don't know if Mary has any comments she wants to make on. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, what uh, what is your vision for Saguaro Books for the future? How do you see us progressing and developing and maybe broadening? Uh, perhaps uh, you have something more to bring to the new adult section because that's an older group and it might even encompass some of your uh, the groups that you're used to working with. Well, the I think obviously. Uh, we want uh, Soro books to grow and to develop. Uh, we too are realistic about it that a, a, a relatively small publisher is not going to be uh, the, the answer to the question, how do you want to fund your retirement? <laughs> it, uh, it's uh, uh, contrary to many people it, that uh, unless you do get that bestseller, I mean, uh, the uh, yeah, you write the Harry next Harry Potter version. Yeah, you've funded your retirement and the, and your all your uh, and descendants as well. But uh, uh, I see it as uh, growing in that area. And yes, uh, I uh, I think I can uh, uh, 
identify with some of the interests and in, in all that, uh, uh, but probably not taking it in, into science, although science-related things, uh, we have some things we're working on now that are not really Sarah Books projects, but they do take uh, my background in, uh, in natural history and uh, vertebrate zoology and, and, the, and work forward from that into uh, saying, okay, talking animals don't really exist, but for the purposes of entertainment, yeah, it, it makes sense to have talking animals and uh, joking animals and, and nasty animals and serious animals and, and all. The uh, uh, animal behavior is much more complex than, uh, than we often recognize. Truly, they're, they're, they're not humans. But uh, uh, animal communication can be a base for a, a very interesting uh, young adult, uh, you know, post post teen, but young adult uh, types of, uh, of fiction opera uh, offers. So there's a, an area in making that bridge between, you know, not having the animals be silly, but uh, also having a, having them have a human connection. It, uh, it's uh, an area where I can be of some value, I think. Okay, I think that is uh, really true. And we're hoping to get into the uh, new adult section. Uh, it's a long operation because we don't have a lot of manuscripts right now. We did get one from, uh, uh, believe it or not, from the whole un unbelievable set of uh, from... California State Prison, and a fiction story that is, well, it's 950 pages, so that's a little bit much for us, and uh, so we had to shift it into the new adult section, and I think that that will, uh, will be a starter for that section. Uh, it's not pertaining to animals exactly, but it... Uh, it does uh, have some uh, some interest in broadening the uh, the whole topic, and um, and that is a, a new section, the new thing for us, and uh, we're really happy to uh, promote this uh, work by this prisoner, because again, it's another one of the new authors that uh, don't have the opportunities that are available to others. And so this is uh, something that, uh, that, that we're really promoting also. When you're in prison, you have a lot of time to write. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the fact that this person produced a, a very lengthy manuscript was not surprising. Many years ago, uh, I, uh, in my professional work, I was called to a federal prison in uh, in Pennsylvania because one of my specialties was in the area of fish farming and aquaculture. And uh, they had a lot of ponds on this prison <clears throat> and the, uh, some of the prisoners wanted to learn how to grow fish. It uh, was a very interesting thing to deal with white collar prisoners who had a lot of time on their hands. They weren't writers, but uh, they still wanted to have a, a good science-based uh, experience. And uh, so, uh, it uh, it was as a, best just summarized as an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, I thought this was an interesting thing to got get from this uh, this prisoner because uh, I couldn't get it. He couldn't send it in on uh, a CD and had to send it in on uh, the internet and. I mean, it was 935 pages, so, you know, I wasn't going to print that off right away. And I had to get it to an editor, and so we, I had to put it on uh, print and then uh, print it out, and then I sent it to the editor, and then we finally got it put on a CD. And so, because we're all electronic, so we don't do anything really in paper. So this is uh, th this was a real <laughs> something we had to get around, but I was not going to 
there was no way I was going to reject that manuscript just because he couldn't send it in electronically. And so we worked around that, and we will work around many uh, stones in the way, on the path to publication because uh, these authors need to have this uh, opportunity and they need to know that we're there for them and that we will listen and we will try to help as best we can. And this is why a first-time author would be really at an advantage to come to a, a publisher like us, like Saguaro Books, because we can uh, we will spend the extra time and money to go and, and do what we can to help. And that's our main mission, is to help these new writers, because they will not be always publishing with Saguaro Books, probably. They will move on to another publisher, bigger publisher maybe, and then they will have that basis already in their heads. So that can, uh, they will just be able to go from there. I might interject at this point and say that in my background that I, I taught at the, at the high school level, junior high through seniors, uh, for only three years before I went back to graduate school and then went into the university world, where I spent about 20 years. And if I had a, something I lived by during that time, it was trying to take complicated material and make it seem easy and, and, and understandable. And that can apply very directly to that first-time author. They've, they've tried to put something together and it just hasn't quite worked. So it's kind of natural extension then of uh, this past experience to say, okay, uh, you're on the road, but let's, let's just massage this a little bit and uh, and help it along, and uh, it's it's just what we do. <clears throat> okay, thank you, John. And uh, I want to uh, introduce our uh, the third voice, our third board member. And although he is not here, he is uh, uh, Eric Shine. And he, although he will not join us today, he's been called away for an important meeting to finalize the motion picture Thunder and Elephant's Journey. And that is uh, also on uh, an interna international book award winner, finalist. So he will uh, be not with us today, but we will talk more about him and where he's uh, heading and what he can do for Saguaro Books. So hopefully this will all be uh, clear and right after this coming break. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Saguaro Books LLC is a publisher unlike most publishers that you've known. What's unique about us is that we don't work with agents. We work directly with the authors. We're a fiction-only publisher that specializes in first-time authors, middle grade and young adult fiction, and we have a new section for new adult fiction. Find us on the web at saguarobooks.com. All of our books are also available on major ebook sites and a variety of formats. Find something new to put on your reading list today. Visit saguarobooks.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. To speak with Mary Nickham or her guest, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you may send an email to mjnickham at saguarobooks.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. Now, I want to tell you a little more about Eric Shine, and he is the one who has not been able to attend today, and so he is well on his way to getting a motion picture deal finalized. Uh, Eric Shine was born as Eric Daniel Stoops, November 18, 1966, in Cleveland, Ohio. He is an American writer, visionary, philanthropist, pet enthusiast, and animal health advocate. He started his writing career with Sterling Publications and the author and co-author of over 30 nonfiction and fiction books, which include Thunder, An Elephant's Journey literary series, The Monster Junkie series, Rocket Hound, Seed Crackers, Call of the Phoenix, Aurora Spirit, Bear of the North, and Primordial Code. He produced, co-wrote the computer-generated imagery animated fantasy adventure feature film, The Legend of Secret Pass. Now that's due for release in uh, 2019, which is like now, and is represented worldwide by Lionsgate Entertainment. He is the owner of the creative asset company ArcWatch Holdings, LLC, and the founder of the ArcWatch Foundation, of which Saguaro Books does belong. And so we are doing uh, kind of back and forth on the uh, companies. Now, more about Legend, pa- Legend of Secret Pass. This is a boy was, must face his fears to become a legend. If his family had told him he would one day be a legendary guardian of secret pass, Manu would have laughed in their faces. Guardian? Ha! All 12-year-old Manu wanted to do was off-road race with his truck, Windflyer. When a strange dark magic makes its way through the mesa, Manu finds himself surrounded by dust devils, thunderbirds, and raging ragtag groups of animals that are trying to make their way to Natchiki, a place that protects animals from the outside world. His family is harboring a deep secret that is filled with magic and mystery, one that Manu isn't sure he is ready for. But the woman in the wind has chosen him to be the next guardian. When the sinister Calabar uses his mystical powers and Manu and his family, it is up to Manu to save the day. Will he be able to keep Calabar from stealing the magic song the woman in the wind has entrusted him with? Or will Calabar gain entrance to Natochika and end life as they know it? Now this is a book that is coming out, and it will be um, available on uh, a host of different uh, venues. Uh, It's released by iTunes, Sony Entertainment Network, Amazon Movies, Google Movies, and Xbox. And it's released in the U.S. only to Stars, Redbox, DirecTV, Hulu, and Fandango. 
So if you have access to any of those, and I'm sure every, almost everybody has access to something like that, uh, this will be uh, a very uh, entertaining story. Okay, and now, Thunder and Elephant's Journey. From the moment Thunder took his first step, it was clear that the footsteps would make quite an impression on the world around him. The tiny elephant's life was pretty much perfect until one fateful night when poachers crept into it. In the cloak of darkness, they sprang on their herd, separating him from his mother and the rest of the African pygmy herd. After a harrowing escape, Thunder must dig deep into the, to find, inside to find the courage to find his way home. With helpful friends and the watchful eye of the great tusker in the sky, Thunder's journey is the adventure of a lifetime. Now this book is, uh, obviously, it's not related at all to the uh, Secret Pass book, which we just spoke about a minute ago. Uh, this one is uh, on its way to being uh, a, a motion picture. It will not be an animation as um, we all expected it to be at one time, but it's now going to be a motion picture. So this will, uh, will be a, a broader use of, of the book. And it's, um, I wanted to read the first three chapters from this book because I wanted to uh, give you an, a, a feel for what this is about. Now, the, before I do that, though, I want to discuss a minute how Eric fits into this whole board, uh, Sororo Books board. His books that are published are not Sororo Books. They had, had not published through Sororo Books, and that's just fine. Uh, we don't demand board members to have published with Sororo Books. Uh, but what we do want, what I did want, is Eric's vision. We need a visionary, uh, and he is the one who is going to uh, take Sawara books in the direction of producing movies and, and animations, depending on the subject and the, uh, the type of book it is, whether it lends itself to animation or to motion picture. But uh, this is, is what I needed somebody, Eric, on the board, because I needed that uh, direction, and I think that it would be uh, a very good uh, marketing tool for my authors. Now, the thing is that not everybody's book is going to uh, be a, a movie potential, and uh, so we will uh, do it title by title. Uh, obviously, the first thing we'll do is check with the author. Do you want to see your book become a, a movie or a, an animation? They may or may not agree to this. Some, uh, you know, I mean, there are people, obviously people who have had major uh, books sold uh, to uh, movie producers that have been roundly disappointed by the, uh, the movie uh, example comes to my mind is it's an adult book, but it's called Clan of the Cave Bear by Jean Owl. And she was absolutely horrified when she saw the first uh, productions of Cave Bear because she said it did not, you know, it didn't, it wasn't the book at all. And yes, when when they take your novel and change it, it develop it into a screenplay, uh, it can have some real effects on what your story is. So it, the author has to have uh, input from day one. They have to agree to want the book published, uh, the book, uh, the published book to become a movie, and then they have to be able to be involved in it all the way along. They want to, they need to 
know what it's going to be and to see this, the screenplay and maybe, uh, you know, have some input into it. Uh, of course, the screenplay and a novel are two different things because in the novel you have to tell people whether this uh, uh, character is is sitting, standing, is he moving, is he doing this, is doing that. And on a screenplay, of course, you don't have to because the screenplay uh, comes to uh, a uh, it, it, you can see the character moving. All right, let me get reading here for just a minute. I'll interject just briefly to say one of the <laughs> things uh, Eric and I have discussed is the possibility that if everything goes perfectly, and that, that's what are the odds against that, uh, if everything goes perfectly, Thunder might become the next Smokey Bear or Bambi or other or the Lion King, it has the potential to go those routes because Thunder is a truly interesting uh, young elephant. Thank you. Now, all right, to begin with, it, is, it was midnight in the forest. The light of the full moon peeked out through the clouds from the horizon, and the smell of the monsoon rain was in the air. Tonight was a special night. Serenity, an African pygmy forest elephant, was going to be a mother for the first time. All the animals in the area had gathered round to witness the birth. The elephant herd formed a protection circle around, this, around Serenity, and the male elephant's ears flapped in excitement. The elders of the herd filled the air with low echo sounds to show their approval. It was time. A new life was always cause for celebration, and the animals were all curious by nature. Monkeys snuck glances from the tree branches above. Frogs hopped closer, their feet suctioned in the large elephant-shaped sh leaves that swayed gently in the wind. Even with such a dark night upon them, the animals awaited the newborn calf. Thunder clapped loud above them, followed by a large streak of light which lit up the sky. The clouds were illuminated in a brilliant flash as they roiled and churned faster with the wind. A steady stream of rain began to fall, and the group of elephants surrounding Serenity tightened their circle to protect her from the heavy flow of water. Boom! The sky lit up again as another loud crack of thunder rang out. At that, time, at that very moment, the baby elephant emerged from the safety of its mother's belly and splashed into the water beneath him. His mother nudged him closer to the edge of the pond. That's right, Serenity said gently. Come out, you. She smiled as she helped him stand on solid land. Suddenly, the elephant herd began to rumble their feet against the soggy ground. Serenity puffed her chest. Okay, thank you. And uh, we have to close for now. Now next week, please uh, tune in and find out what Sororo books, my books, and why I found Sororo books. Until then, have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Sororo Books Radio Hour. Host Mary Nickham invites you to join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to discuss then.